and welcome to the Leveled Up Podcast. Once again, I'm Megan Johnson. And also, once again, I'm Danae Osted. This week, uh, keeping with our theme of dream big, we talked about not dreaming in silence or not dreaming alone, which means you got to talk to people about what you're doing and where you're going and why you're excited about it. So we have a pretty in-depth conversation. I know I got fired up. I think you will too. So stay tuned and listen for more on the Leveled Up podcast. What does don't dream in silence mean? Basically what that means based on the last time we talked about this on the podcast is that um, when you have a big dream, a lot of times it's very tempting to keep it to yourself because I think a lot of the time people are afraid of sharing with their vision with other people because if they don't achieve it, then they'll feel like they failed. But if they fail and nobody knows that it's like nothing ever happened. So if you're going to share your dream with people, it definitely involves some vulnerability in a lot of different ways. But I think that it amplifies your successes and can get you there faster in a lot of different ways as well. So that's what it means to me. I like the way you say things. I like the way you, the way you're talking about it. And I think it's important. I mean, even, we go all the way back to just like some conversations about vulnerability, some conversations we had with Anissa, like secrets keep people sick. I love how all the conversations we have at Level Up about this stuff always kind of come together, right? There's just some general truths. And dreaming in silence for me is a lot about keeping yourself small. And I am like a huge, huge proponent for not doing that. I, I just think you should live big. And that doesn't mean you have to have huge dreams. That doesn't mean that you need yeah. to think about like creating some giant thing or becoming the president or whatever it is. That, that's not necessary. It can be, uh, but it's not necessary. But I think keeping yourself small um, to me means not realizing what you're capable of and not realizing what you want. And so dreaming in silence for me is kind of an aspect of that, keeping yourself small. Yeah, I think it's really hard for people to see you just like fail along the way when it comes to stuff. Because uh, if it was up to me, and I thought, I've thought about this quite a bit, because I, when I came into my business in the first place, I was like, I have no idea what it's really going to take for me to be successful here. Like I want to be really optimistic and say that it's going to happen super quickly and that it's going to be easy and it's going to be fine. But in reality, like I've done stuff like this before, not exactly like what I'm doing, but it took a really long time and it was really hard and I didn't see all the success that I wanted. So maybe this time I'll just do my own stuff, but not really let anybody else know what I'm doing so that when I'm successful, it's just all they see is me being successful. You right. know, like I, like I'm just kind of like a, um, I think people just want to be like a sleeper agent when it comes to their businesses. And then <laughs> all of a sudden they're just like an overnight success and nobody ever saw them be bad at anything or make right. mistakes or like have a hard time. And, uh, that's not real for sure. Right sometimes it feels like it because you see other people and maybe just because they haven't posted on their social media or because maybe you haven't known them personally or because uh, whatever, you're only seeing parts of what it is that they're doing. It seems like people are successful overnight and immediately. And that is rarely the case. 
but it feels like we should be, it feels like we should just like keep our stuff to ourselves and like be quiet. Like, and how do you feel about this, this idea actually? Because I see people all the time, especially on Instagram. I'm not on Instagram anymore, but when I was on Instagram a lot, um, I would see people post things about like making, making big moves in silence, right? Like just like, I don't know, keeping to yourself and just doing your own stuff and, and keeping your head down and your work. And like, I understand the idea of that, but do you think that that's actually the right way to go when you're actually doing big things for yourself? Um, yes and no. I think you owe no one an explanation. I think you, well, I owe my husband an explanation because we're lights are tied together, right? Like, mm. But um, I don't know. I don't owe anybody that I don't have responsibility to an explanation for who I am or what I'm doing. None. And so that include that can include people that are tangentially important parts of your life, your parents, um, your siblings, former mentors. I think you can, I think that includes that. And you have to be really careful about who you owe an explanation to. You definitely owe an explanation to yourself. So I have a lot of conversations with new business owners about how they discuss what they're doing. Um, And I think uh, you need to be really proud of what you're doing. And if you can't feel proud of what you're doing, it's hard to get excited about it. It's hard to get like charged up about it. So I think you should absolutely talk about what you're doing. And you talk about what you're building with the, the right group of people. And, but not in a way that you feel like you owe an explanation to anybody. I mean, I, I, for one, and almost all of the people that I work with have had a previous life, have had a previous career. They've had previous things that they've done and been successful at, and now they're moving this. And so they kind of have to retrain their circle on what they're doing now. Um, And that's an important step. And it's an important step to do early. And it's an important step to, to do intensely. And so retraining people that are the, the ones that are telling your story out in the world about you, about what you're you're pursuing is important. Don't do that in silence. You need to talk to them. Hey, this is what I'm doing. I'd love, I'd love to just get an opportunity to tell you more about it um, and catch up and see what you're doing is a really important piece of don't dream in silence. You need to talk to people, but at the same time, like at a dinner party, I'm not the one to be like, well, guess what my rev- my Q4 revenue is looking like? Check, check, goal, goal, even with COVID, blah, blah. Like I'm not that guy either. I don't think that's appropriate. So I will answer pointed questions. Here's a, here's a great example. I went and hung out with a friend of mine, a very close friend of mine um, that I used to work in the DOD with. He's like a brother to me. Uh, I just really respect this guy. And we had somebody else over um, that we used to work with us as well. And I'm not particularly close with this person. Um, I haven't spoken to him in years since I left. Um, so the question came up like, so what are you doing now, Megan? You're a coach of some sort. Uh, and I'm like, yep, I'm a business coach. I work with women and it's awesome. And I, I love every day and it's great. And we just left it at that. And so if I, I answer very pointed questions because I, there's no shame. I want people to know I'm excited about what I'm doing, but I don't feel like there needs to be this level of like aggressive telling him everything kind of thing either. I don't know. I feel like I droned on a little bit about that, but does that answer your question? Yeah. I mean, it does. Like, I think it's different based on the situation though, because I mean, I will say that there's certain parts of my business that I don't necessarily talk about with everybody. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily talk about a lot. 
I, I will say that I don't talk about like the internal parts of my business all the time with people because they're not going to get it. Like what I do is pretty specific and people who have similar experiences, I might talk about that on a specific level. But mm-hmm. for the most part, if I'm out on the street talking with somebody, I'm not going to talk about financial products. I'm not going to talk about revenue. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to talk about things like that. I will, however, I am very open about where it is that I'm going and what I'm doing and what's important to me. Right. And I think it makes a difference too what kind of a business you run. If you run a business, because some businesses and most businesses, I would say, are businesses of influence, right? In that you need to have other people kind of enrolled in the vision of where you're going so that they can make the decision of whether or not they want to be a part of it. Yes. Extent they want to be a part of it. Right. And that's what we were talking about in, in our live level up the other day about how your dreams have to be big enough to fit everybody else's dreams inside of them, right? Everybody yeah. who's following you. Yeah. That's when that part gets really important because people won't follow you if they don't know where you're going. Right. Sure. So yeah. For me, I'm, I'm very open about what it is that I do, but I do read a room. So you know, if I go to a party, for instance, first of all, I very rarely willingly go to parties. Like, and when I do, it's usually with close friends and people who unless I it's a costume party and then you're unless in it's a costume party and then I'm in, but only with people who I know are also <laughs> going to be dressed up because there's nothing worse than going to a costume party and being the only one in a costume. <laughs> back to going back to my favorite film of all times, Legally Blonde. Uh, that is the worst situation to be in showing up at a costume party, especially in a sexy costume when nobody else is wearing costumes. That's a whole Mm-hmm. That's a whole nother episode, I think. Um, maybe I should do just do like a critical breakdown of Legally Blonde, and that's one of our episodes. Um, because so good. I, I very obviously talk about it a lot, so maybe that's something that I'll add to the agenda. But, uh, you know, if I'm talking to somebody who has no idea about what I do or the industry that I'm in or, um, you know, has very little crossover, if they're not an entrepreneur themselves, then, like, mm-hmm. I'm going to talk to them in a very different way than right. I, somebody who I know has a lot of shared experience. So, right. for instance, if I'm talking to one of my parents' friends and they have no idea what I'm doing, I'm going to give them a very brief overview, mainly because right. there's that much overlap, right? I don't right. necessarily need influence over everybody in the world, and I don't necessarily want to enroll everybody in the world in my vision, not at this stage anyway, maybe down the road, but right now I'm, I'm only looking for the right kind of people who want to be a part of what I'm doing. So I might go over some of the vague details about what it is that I do, who I'm looking for things like, like I might talk about that, but there's a big difference between that and like the other night. So this week we had a really good experience and it was really fun for me. I, So I will say that Cameron and I, I don't want to say have actively avoided social engagements because that's not really the case, but it did take both of us a pretty long time to transition from the friend groups who we used to spend a lot of time and energy with. And then as we started changing our identities, we still have friends with a lot of people who we used to, you know, connect with, but it took us a long time to build new in-depth relationships with people who understand the vision of where we're going and, couldn't collaborate with that. So this mm-hmm. week we had three nights in a row, weirdly enough, which never happens for us, where not only we were out of the house, we were actually hanging out with people and just doing like friend things, like Great. not business things, just friend things, which is mm-hmm. ridiculous. But the reason why it was fun was because all of the people at all of those different social engagements 
were at a very, very similar points as us in business, whether they're doing the same thing as us or not, that I could talk very openly about my cash flow goals and my um, my recruiting goals because I'm, I'm building a large business here. And you know, all of the things that I want to have in place and the lifestyle that I'm trying to build. And I can't talk about that with everybody. You know, if I talk to, you know, even like some of my siblings about wanting to make a million dollars a year, like they think they're like, what is that all you care about is money? Like, no, that's a large portion of what I care about, but that's not all that I care about. You know, I went and had dinner with Clark, right? Clark, who is a OG level upper. She's awesome. Right. And oh, is Clark. Sorry. Tangent alert. Awesome. She just had a, she just had another baby. Uh, yeah. but her real estate business is exploding right now. Right. Good for her. All of that. Yeah. And I'm super proud of her. Her husband runs a tech startup basically. And over the last few years, even though I didn't grow up with them, Cameron actually grew up with her husband. That's how we know them in the first place. They were just dumbass kids in high school together. And now like we get to hang out with them as adult friends, but even though they're not in our business, we got to have a really good discussion about where we're going because they have similar experiences. They know what it's like to go through really low cash flow months. They know what it's like to go through really good cash flow months. They know what it's uh-huh. like to, to deal with rejection and deal with disappointment and deal with all of these things that come uh-huh. along with the identity and area of what it is that we do. And I didn't have to censor anything that I was saying or hold back or dumb it down or feel like I needed to not say things because they think we were bragging right. that we were whatever, just, just talking about money or like, you know, like we could really connect with them. And so with those kind of people, I don't dream in silence. I'm very vocal about what I want and where I'm going. Right. Same, thing you. Same thing with Sarah Flannery, same thing with Stephanie and Megan and all of these other amazing people in our circle. That's why we built this community in the first place so that right. yeah. say out loud, right? That was a big part of it. When you say out loud, this is where I'm going. This is what I want. And this is why mm-hmm. then you have amazing people in your corner who are like, Hell yeah, you do, right? Even if we don't necessarily know mm-hmm. how you're going to do it or the exact specifics of what that's going to take for you, we're here in your corner anyway. You know, I, one of the things I miss terribly about our level up events, fuck you, COVID, is when we start each event, if you haven't been to an event, we start each event going around the room and everybody shares a win. And the it's not so much the wins. I love hearing the wins. But what I love hearing even more is the room full of women being like, hell yeah, to all the women that have a win. Like they, they have with their whole souls are like, yes, good for you. Like that happens. I love that. And um, I think there's that out loud piece of sharing your wins and, and about where you're going. That is just like, so just injecting energy. It just injects crazy energy in what you're doing. And it's important. It's so, so, so important. I, I agree. And I think that, you know, as we're talking about this, a really good gauge, and especially based on the level up community in general, of who you should be sharing your dreams with, who mm-hmm. you should be speaking those things out loud to. And honestly, like it depends person to person, but especially your bigger ones, the ones that you're even scared to say out loud. Mm-hmm. The reason why it's such a big deal for people to be able to share their wins, because from the outside looking in, that doesn't sound like kind of a big deal. In fact, sometimes it even from the outside, it might sound like bragging, but the reality mm-hmm. is the range of wins that people are talking about. Sometimes it's just, I got here today. Sometimes it's, I've been really depressed and I got out of bed. Sometimes it's, I drank a whole gallon of water. Sometimes it's, you know, sometimes it's really small stuff that sounds really insignificant, 
But for the people who are sharing that stuff, that stuff means the world, right? But, or on the other end of the spectrum, it's my business crossed over a million dollars in revenue, or I hit my yearly goal in the first three months of the year, Sarah Flannery, or, right? Like sometimes it's these really big things, but the reason that we can share all of those big wins and the small wins and celebrate each of them along the way is because we're also holding space for people to talk about their failures and to talk about the things bringing them down and to talk about their values and despair, right? Because if you're in a room and you can speak openly about the bad things and the hard things that you're going through without people looking at you with judgment or acting like that's something that you shouldn't be experiencing because as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, as a mom, as a woman, as a person, you shouldn't be dealing with all of those things, which is sometimes how it feels when you're out and about just in the world. Like you can't share Mm -hmm. those things because people won't, you don't want people to pity you or you don't want people to look at those as some sort of ultimate downfall, right? Like those are people that just, or those are parts of us that just make us human. When you have right. a group of people that can recognize that and give you support in those times and then flip around and also give you support when you're celebrating things, that's the group of people you want to share your stuff with. Heck yeah. That is a great way to to like clarify that. And I think the other thing is like speaking things into existence is what we're talking about. Like dream out loud and uh, don't dream in silence. And uh, one of the things I've been talking about a lot recently is like this five-year goal of mine, this three to five-year goal of mine to have this facility that is like the woman business owner utopia. And I say that out loud, out loud all the time. And I think the other like very tactical to kind of switch the conversation a little bit, the other more really tactical reason I really believe in um, saying these things out loud is because it helps you say it and put different contexts around it every time you have a conversation. And the people that I talk to are exactly the people that you just described, the people that are, are on board with the future I'm trying to build, that get that get me, get what I want to do, see what I do. They're just in it with me. Um, and I say things like, I'm thinking about in this new future that I could have this or I could incorporate this. And I get such great feedback. Not only do I hear get to hear people be like, yes. Amani said to me the other day about this. She's like, Oprah would be so proud of you. I know. I saw that. And you told me that. I was like, oh, t-shirts. I want a t-shirt. That's yes, right. And I was like, oh, Amani, I don't even know what to say. Like what an amazing compliment. Right. And uh, so it's just stuff like that, that I think about this dream of mine that I'm dreaming out loud with my, my people that you just described. And that keeps me going because they believe it because they want it for me. And I also get like really great feedback on, "Mm, I'd be doing this now if that's what's going to happen in three years, you should be building this so that that can happen in three years. So it just really puts a lot of context around it. And it makes like some tangible to do's show up on my list that it wouldn't be if I just kept it in my own little brain and didn't talk to anybody about it. And it's one, far less likely to ever happen. Yeah. Two, I don't get to have these conversations with people that are brilliant and smart. Mm-hmm. And like, especially like my financial advisor, I talked to her about it and she's like, oh, these are some money moves that maybe we should talk about if that's a goal for you. Like that's I wouldn't- me, that's me. <laughs> that is you. <laughs> <laughs> and I wouldn't, like, I just, you know me, I don't think about that stuff. I think about more of the, 
like what programs can we have and how can we affect people? And I need, I need the people with other skill sets to bounce these dreams off of. Um, even my darling husband who I love desperately, but can be a no factory because he sees like, what are all the barriers and gaps to this plan and how do we fix them? And he's an engineer, so- that's his job. <sighs> like that's how he's wired. Yeah. But he's like, uh, what, what about property taxes? What about like, what about snow removal? Like he's talking about all this shit that I'm like, I don't want to think about snow removal. I want to think about like all the women I'm going to fill and change their lives and help them towards successful businesses. But I got to think about snow removal, right? You got to think about that stuff. So the best answer is just, I'm going to pay somebody else to think about that for me. So I don't need to worry about that right now. (laughs) Yes. Because I learned about that shit in my bad dream that I had. (laughs) If you listen to the previous episode, I learned about the shit I shouldn't be doing. (laughs) Exactly. So I think, so part of this too, because, and this is just like getting my, my wheels turning at this point, because I think that there's, there's half of it. That's like, okay, who are you going to share your big vision? your overall goals, like mm-hmm. the, the intimate details about what it is that you want out of your life. Right. And that's maybe a smaller group. That's, you know, Megan, that's me. That's people who are going to be supportive of whatever it is you're doing. Not blindly. We're going to support you with encouragement when you need it. And then tactical advantages and advice when you need that, because sometimes yeah. you need different things, right. When it comes to your business, <laughs> know who to ask when you need different <laughs> things. Um, because look, both of us have various, like Cameron and Taylor are, are different. We're going to actually have both of them on the podcast soon. I'm so excited for it. Team pause team. I cannot <laughs> wait excited. for this episode. Like if you are listening to this and you enjoy at all Danae and I's back and forth around <laughs> anything in life, we are going to put, throw ourselves on the fire and take yeah. our, and bring our partners into the conversation. And I don't know. Session. Is that what's happening? I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> I have no idea what's going to happen. Hopefully they're kind to us, but it's going to be really a great conversation. So we say that because they're, they're usually very kind to us. Like we both have great men in our lives for a million different reasons. I'm so thankful for, for Cameron and everything he does for me in, in a million different ways. And I know Megan feels the same way. We're both pretty vocal about how, uh, how good we feel about the the men that we're with, but they are going to come on and, and basically give us a roast session. So we'll, we'll find out how that goes. Mm-hmm. Um, begrudgingly, they are both coming on this <laughs> podcast. It's gonna be great. So this will be our highest rated episode is just them talking trash. So, um, <laughs> but what I bring that up to say that if I want tactical advice, if I'm looking for an answer, I go to Cameron, right? Because I know that his brain is wired similarly, maybe slightly more entrepreneurial than Taylor. We've talked about this, but his brain is wired to find a solution as a lot of men are, right? You give them a problem, you vent, they're going to give you a solution. So if I'm looking for a solution, I'm going to talk to Cameron, right? Oh, just do this and your problem will go away. Eh, That's not always the answer I'm looking for. If I'm looking for a different kind of answer, if I'm looking for encouragement, if I'm looking for a different way of looking at things, I'll talk to Megan. But you have to know who in your circle you can talk to about what things. And I know we've talked about this more in depth before. But the other part of this that I want to talk about is not just because look, at some point you need, you need your inner circle, right? You need your inner circle. You need the people who are in your corner. That's what we're talking about when you talk to Megan or, or, you know, your, your life partner or coaches or, or mentors or people in your life, right? You have that inner circle of people who you can talk to about anything, but there's also this outside ring, this outside circle of influence. That's everybody that you kind of have to talk to in the course of just living, 
right? Or the course of promoting your business or promoting whatever it is that you're doing. Because Megan touched on this earlier, and this is something that for for context, I know we talk about this, but I don't know, this could be everybody's first episode. So part of what I do is as a financial advisor, right? I meet with clients and I deal with their own personal finances. About 80% to 90% of what I do is training other financial advisors. So when we're starting them off, and so I, I basically help people start businesses over and over and over and over again. Some of them are successful, some of them are not. That's just kind of how it works out. But every single person who we start off has to go out and talk to people in their life about what it is that they're doing. And it is wild how those conversations go sometimes because for the most part, things that surprise me about those conversations, people want to talk to strangers before they talk to their family. Yeah. It is crazy how people in their life think that they're going to start something brand new, but they don't want to talk to the people close to them. They want to, they want to talk to people that they don't know. I mean, which I understand because rejection is harder when it's coming from people who are close to you. Right. So it's funny because look, if you're, if you're going to build something big for yourself, you think you'd want the support of people who are close to you first it's kind of counterintuitive, right? We want, we want their support, but we don't want their rejection, but to, to get either, you have to talk to them about what it is that you're doing. Right. So it's funny how that happens in, in just life in general. Yeah. You're going to have to have conversations with people who to tell them what it is that you're doing. If you're starting any sort of business, you start in real estate, right. And they're going to say, okay, make a list of all the people, you know, and then call them and ask if they know anybody who wants to buy or sell real estate. That's essentially the whole script. (laughs) It gets a little bit more complicated than that, depending on what it is that you're doing. But for the most part, if you're starting something new, you have to tell people in your life what it is that you're doing. And by doing that, you are opening yourself up to success or rejection, which also leads to success in the long term if you can figure out how to deal with it. So just know that when you're not dreaming in silence, when you're opening yourself up to having conversations about things. And I can, I can tell you this over and over through personal experience, people care very, they care more about where you're going than where you're currently at right now. Or where you've been. Or where you've been. Yeah. So when you're talking to people about what it is that you're doing, they care less about your cash flow. They care less about your features and benefits. They care less about your immediate business plan as they do about why it is that you're doing what you're doing and oh. what your what you know, like what your vision is, where what you're moving towards. So we need to have Stephanie Gunther back on on this podcast because yeah. she nails this conversation. Obviously, she's a marketer. Um, and so from a market and brand perspective, she can always bring people along to this conversation. It's so, so good. Yes. So the, the point of this conversation is that know that you're going to have to tell people in your life, what it is that you do. Sometimes they will react very well and very supportive. Sometimes they will react in a way that makes you think that they hate you. Uh, they don't hate you. They don't. But the other part of this conversation is just know that nobody in your life owes you anything when it comes to your dream or your vision. Okay? And I'm you don't talking. owe them. And you don't yeah. owe them. Yeah. And you don't owe them anything. So the easiest way to have, and I, I'm, I'm almost done with this tangent, but it's important, is that know that if people don't owe you anything and you don't know them anything, it takes all the pressure off because all you have to do is just keep telling people about what you want and where you're going and the right people will enroll themselves in your vision. 
Hmm. right? The right people will become your clients because they see where you're going and they want in. That's in my business plan, right? Like people see where I'm going and they want in. So it's not a sale. It's not something that you have to push on anybody. You don't have to persuade anybody. Just tell more people what you're doing and the right people will decide that they want to be a part of it. Everybody else will just do what they want. They'll filter out. Yeah. That takes all the pressure off. (laughs) Uh, Side note, remind me to teach you for your team or I'll teach your team. Uh, I'll the dice game for talking about who you are and what you do. Oh, I, I don't know what that is, but I like it. I will remind you. It's really good. And here's the reason why I came up with the dice game. Um, when you are first starting out or you're first like coming up with your dream and it's still silent, it's still in your brain or in your heart and in your subconscious and you know, something's coming up, right? We all been there where you're like, there's something happening. I can feel something coming up. Um, It's really difficult to put words around it. And so for me and a lot, a lot, a lot of the business owners that I've worked with, I can't honestly come up with an example of one that wasn't at this point. So I'm going to say almost all of them, if not all of them, um, really struggle with these coherent thoughts, um, very well describing where they're going, what they're building, what they're doing and where they're going, um, unless a script is handed to them. And um, even then, if a script is handed to them, it doesn't feel really congruent to them until they figure out what their pieces and parts are, right? And so um, you really have to identify what, what are the talking points around where you're going? What, what is it that you want to share with the world? What are the points that I want to bring fr- from silence to out loud? And uh, writing them down is very different than saying them out loud. And being able to say them in a conversation is very difficult. Um, and so that's what that dice game is all about, is like just drilling on on figuring out all the different ways that, that you can say this and make it conversational and bring people along and continue, continue the conversation and open it up in a conversation instead of just making a statement and then just like it sat on the table. Like I just sat the statement on the table and then walked away. Like that's really not good to bring people on and decide if they want to be enrolled into your vision or your dream. Um, so there's a lot of good exercises that you can, you can use if you're struggling with this um, piece of it. But the, it, when at the end of the day, I hate that phrase, but at the end of the day, the most important piece is that you do it out loud. And I can't tell you how many, some of the most competent people at a client this morning one of the most competent business owners I've ever worked with struggles to take it from a very well-written paragraph with all the right verbs and all the right adjectives and everything put together exactly the way she wants because she's a perfectionist. I love you, Amanda. You're incredible. You're going to do great things. Um, (laughs) I love Amanda. That sounds about right. (laughs) Yes. Um, And take that and say, okay, now Uh, answer this question, answer that question. And um, that's really important. So I love that you do that. So when, so to bring this back to the reason I'm even talking about it is why wouldn't you want to start with the people in your life? Why wouldn't you start having this conversation with it? I understand that I understand all of the head trash around it. Like it's way easier to be rejected by a stranger than somebody you love. Um, But also like they should be the soft place for you to start the conversation. 
Yeah. And I agree. And I think that you, a lot of times we have to change the framework because a lot of times when, when people are really afraid of talking to the people they know and love, a lot of times it's because their mindset is in a place where they feel like they're trying to get something from those people. Right. Because if let's say that you're in my context, right? If you're trying to sell somebody financial products, which is not exactly what I do, but if you're, if your idea is, well, I don't want to sell my family financial products because what if they say no, then, you know, if I'm, if I'm trying to get something, if I'm trying to sell somebody something, then yeah, why would you want to try and sell something to your friends and family? Right. That sounds terrible, but instead of of coming at it with, you know, uh, an idea of I'm trying to get them or I'm trying to sell them something instead of saying, you know what? I think the people in my life support me and love me. And if they have an idea of why I'm doing what I'm doing and where I'm going and what I'm trying to do with this long-term, they're going to be much more likely to not just whatever, buy a one-time product for me, but they're going to be supporters and, and in my corner for the rest of my life. Right. That's way more powerful, right? So sometimes it's a mindset switch of, of what that has to look like. And that's something that kind of, you, you just have to find out over time. But I love, I love what you said about, you know, making those things out loud in a way that actually represents who you are and what you're doing. Because for me, you know, and, and we've talked about this before, and I know that you have similar experiences, not exactly the same, because I think yours, I think you came into business slightly more polished than I did. I didn't really know that I was starting a business when I started a business. <laughs> like I was just like, oh, shit, I'm doing this thing. Like, guess I better find clients. Like, you know, and so I started by networking you know, kind of like you did to find people who are in the right market for what you're doing. Like we had similar crossovers when we started what we're doing here. And when people on my team ask about networking to try and find people, that happens over time, right? You build relationships with people who will eventually send you business or become clients themselves. That is a long-term side effect of networking. But what happens really quickly in a really awesome way is that all of a sudden you have to explain over and over and over and over and over again what it is that you do in a concise way. And if you explain it 10 times in a row, a couple times you're going to be like, wow, I really didn't like how I said that out loud. Like, right. Yes. When I started, I was like, I'm a financial advisor. Like, want, want, like, <laughs> who cares, right? Like, yeah. that doesn't explain what I what I represent or what's important to me or where I'm mm-hmm. going or why I do what I do. So it took me over and over and over again and explaining it wrong and then and, and getting a weird response or no response, right? Because if I say mm-hmm. I'm a financial advisor, people are like, all right, shut down. Like I'm sweet, <laughs> sweet bro. Down. Good for you. Sweet. That's great. Like I don't I don't care about mutual funds. Like, yeah, me neither, right? Like, so but over and over again, I started getting closer and closer because I would, I would say something and somebody would resonate, right? I would say something like, you know, uh, mostly I just help teach people about money, right? Where did you learn about money in the first place? And people will say like, oh shoot, I don't think I ever did learn about money. And then it starts a more fun conversation and people are more interested and they're more excited. And they're like, oh, I understand what you're doing because nobody knows about money. So you teach them about it. Oh, I get it right now. I'm enrolled in your vision, but how many times did it take me saying stupid stuff? Like before people actually got what it was that I was doing and decided it was something that they wanted to be a part Mm -hmm. of, or at least could support, even if they weren't actively a client or actively a referral partner or actively somebody who wants to get into business with me. So that's the best side effect I would say is like, look, join a BNI group. And guess what? By the end of the first couple of weeks, you're going to know how to explain what you do in yeah. 30 seconds or less. 
um, yeah. over and over and over again. So that's a huge side effect. Like get out there and just start messing it up. Like that's not the yes. advice, but like just start telling people what you do and yes. eventually you're going to figure out what it is that you actually do. <laughs> I, I love that so much because that is so, so important. And here's the data dweeb side of me. You're getting real time data back on what you're saying and how you say it. You are getting immediate feedback on what you're saying and how you say it. And not only that, but you're getting real-time data back on what you say, how you say it, and when you say it to this type of person. And so getting back that real-time data, and uh, if you're a Megan Johnson coaching client, you will know this, take fucking notes, understand what it was, let's keep data so we can make better decisions in the future so we understand the ROI on the time that you're spending and where you're spending your time and attention. Like, we got to know this. The more times you say it out loud, the more times you talk to people about it, the more data you're getting back, the more understanding you're saying, what does the market say about this message? What does the market say about this message? You could, you could spend a a ton of money with a marketing agency doing AB testing on different messaging, or you could, if you're new and broke and bootstrapping your business, you can go out to a networking event a week or three, like Danae did. She broke her back doing networking events. (laughs) Yep. And you can go out and just test, 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 and learn. And the fact that you did that made you so much more successful quicker than somebody that is only willing to put themselves out there and dream out loud than, than anybody that wouldn't do, that refused to do it, that was too afraid or, or held themselves back. The other thing, the other thing I want to say, and here's another little quick tidbit for any of our, our uh, new brand new business owners listening to this. There's a super magic. Here's a, a trick that I use with my new business owners. There's super magic in the I'm new game. Yes. Yeah. And, and so anybody that's new, you're a year or less, you get to, you get to leverage the I'm new game. So when you were in college and you were taking interview, you were trying to get informational interviews with prospective places to work, you would say, hey, I'm a college kid. I'd really like to just get an informational interview, learn more about your business and learn more about what the industry is like so that I can better prepare myself to enter this career path, right? That was what all of our college counselors told us to do in preparation for graduation. The I'm new game works in anything you're new at. So, hey, I just started this business. I would love to sit down with you and hear more about the struggles that you have in your business or in your industry or with your clients so that I can uh, better, I can be better prepared to serve this industry. And you can call your competitors. You can call your direct competitors and get this interview and find so much information to prepare yourself to have that conversation. Mm-hmm. And so I think that I'm, I'm new game is one of the most terrifying asks I make of my clients. Like they're like, no, I don't want to do this, but there's so much value in what comes back from those, those informational interviews. Yeah. And that's even business. Yeah. And I can tell you that that's part of not to, you know, give everybody a full training on everything that I do when I start out somebody new, but that's a really powerful conversation because guess what? I can tell you that the mindset behind the first few phone calls we make as people who are just now getting into business is pretty specific in that you don't represent yourself as an expert yet, right? Because a lot of times you're not, 
Uh, so if somebody's getting into finance and they're brand new, they're going to say, Hey, I'm in training. I'm really excited what I'm doing. Let me show you what I've got going on and get some feedback because you're somebody whose opinion I trust. Right? Right. Maybe you could send me some introductions after that point, but you're not asking to do business with that person. You're not asking for their money. All you're doing mm-hmm. is asking to show them what it is that you're doing because you respect their opinion. And that's really powerful because look, I can tell you, for instance, like, okay, so Cameron is ex Air Force. So if some kid, right, somebody's son or daughter is like, I'm thinking about going into the Air Force. Can I pick your brain? Can I ask you a whole bunch of questions? Can I get your feedback on my approach here? He's going to yeah. say yes to that because he's a nice guy. And he, he's, you know, he's somebody who would mentor almost anybody who asked who, who was the right fit. That's not a weird thing to do. If somebody's thinking about getting into finance, right, they're going to call me or, or ask for an informational interview. I did one the other night for a bunch of um, uh, a group for the STEM Blazers group. Right. I did. I facilitated a conversation about finance and entrepreneurship and what that's like and why I got into this industry in the first place. Like that is a normal thing to ask for if you trust somebody and care about their opinion. Like that's a really normal thing to do. So asking people to do that for your business or what you're doing is is very much normal. The other thing that I wanted to mention about this conversation in general, going back to like even like networking groups or just figuring out the right message to say is that. As a blanket statement across the board, and this is true for almost anything that you're doing, you can't say the right thing to the wrong person. You can't say the right thing to the wrong person. So if somebody Mm -hmm. doesn't want to be supportive, if they're never going to be a client of yours, if they have already decided they don't like you, they don't like what you do, they don't want to be a part of whatever it is that you're asking them for, right? Whatever you're selling, I'm not buying. uh, You can't say the right thing. So it doesn't right. matter how far you refine your conversation. If your dad doesn't support you and whatever right. it is that you're doing, it doesn't matter how good you get. Look, some things just don't happen and that's okay. There are some people who are not impressed by anything, who aren't ever going to be a part of what you're doing and that's okay. And once you have that realization, a lot of pressure comes off of you because you can all, I, I, I have all of these quotes that are just like rattling around in my head right now. I just listened to the end my let episode with Les Brown. If you haven't mm-hmm. listened to it, it's one of the best podcast episodes I've ever listened to. Go listen to it. I will link it in the show notes. I'll send it to you because it, he was talking about this gentleman who used to run a pretty massive organization. And over and over again, he said the same thing, which is basically all you can do is all you can do. And that's enough. And that rattles Mm. in my head all the time. All you can do is all you can do. And that's enough. There are people who are never going to be enrolled in your vision or where you're going, but the right people will be. Will. Right. Oh, that's so powerful, dude. Right. Also, since I'm going to dream out loud, Ed Milet, if you would like to be on our podcast, we uh, will pay you no money because we have none, but we would love Love, love, love to have you. You're, you're such an inspiration to both of us. So dude, we're one degree away. We're one degree away. I know my at some point, our show. we're manifesting it over and over again. I will meet that man in person within the next year. It's going to happen. I'll ask him then. You better. You I better. Will. I will. And ah. I'll follow up and follow up and follow up. I'll cry if I need to. Look, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> to make, this, to no, make this happen. So I think this is so important. And we could have so many episodes on this. We could talk all the, a, a whole bunch about like, just early start things. Um, and I think, you know, dreaming out loud isn't just for an early start, right? Like dreaming out loud is for, for all, for no matter what stage you're in, you just, you need to not dream in silence. And that's, that's really, really important. And so I think if, if there's any 
uh, note I want to leave this episode with, it's that like, don't be silent on the things that, that drive you, the things that you want in the world. Even if you're only comfortable talking to, talking to that really special group of people in your life, do that start there. But um, if there, the challenge for this week is say it out loud. Hey guys, we really appreciate you listening to the podcast. And what we really need is for you to like, subscribe, comment, share, and let us know what you think and share it with everybody that you want to help level up their life too. So until the next episode, thanks.